Hey everybody, I'm Alan. I watch a lot of movies. This is Alan Watches Movies. So, uh, with the launch of HBO Max, uh, a lot of movies that weren't regularly at my disposal uh, became available to me. And in this sort of situation, I decided I wanted to revisit my aversion to anime. Um, I'm not, I don't want to, I can't give up on an entire genre just because I don't get it. And so, like, there's got to be somewhere to start or something to, like, kick interest into me. Not kick it into me, but, like, get me to a point where I can not uh, sit there and be one of those, uh, anime is so dumb. I don't want to be that person. I never want to lump a entire genre into a feeling. Um, or into a category and say that all of it is bad. And that's what I was doing with anime before. I just was like, it, it's not for me. I don't get it. It's stupid. It's weird for the sake of being weird. Um, I can't get into watching it. So, uh, if you remember, Akira was not that for me. Uh, I understood where its importance in society came from, and I understood the story that they were telling, but I still didn't like it. Um, so I decided to try a different gateway today. Uh, I decided to try the gateway that is Studio Ghibli. Um, I don't, again, never know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> but not important. I mean, it's important, but forgive me if I'm ignorant in how to pronounce words. I barely speak English. Uh, and with all of Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, whatever, those guys, uh, the Totoro people, uh, Miyazaki, uh, their movies being available through HBO Max, I decided it was a good time to approach these again. And in doing so, I reached out to friends, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Slack, uh, pretty much everywhere I could to uh, find out which of these I think 12 movies is the right one for me to start with their full knowledge that I don't like the stuff so what happened is Everyone listed every movie. <laughs> I 
and there was never a consensus as to where to start. So I have spent four minutes telling you the lead up to the movie I picked. I am bad at this. <laughs> I decided to go with uh, the one that was named the most. I was expecting I was expecting there to be just a definitive. Like uh, this is like when you say. I don't like Pixar. What Pixar movie should I watch? There's usually a definitive. The answer is probably somewhere in the Toy Story range. Um, it would be my guess. Or, uh, yeah. But, uh, Princess Mononoke. Which was the movie, like, reading up into it is the movie that made American audiences go, oh, I get it. This is beautiful. So, so it makes sense to start there for me. Came out in 97. Uh, now, this is, again, I understand that the people who watch the the animes take this stuff seriously and whatnot. And when I say that I watched the English dubbed Billy Crudup, Billy Bob Thornton voiced version of Princess Mononoke, people will be mad. Because I didn't watch the pure art of it. And the, I didn't watch blah, 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 blah. How it was originally intended. And I, all of this other stuff. I don't care. I want to watch a movie. I don't... I don't read movies well. I don't... I, I don't... And the story being told through the imagery, at least from my experience with this one, the dub wasn't bad. Like I could see watching when I watched Akira, how the dub versus the sub would like, would be a bad situation. I, it, it's all based in the talented people that they put behind the, uh, behind the voice work, less about whether the voice work is good or bad, just all around bad. Um, I like this movie, so I can officially say I like an anime, uh, and I am looking forward to going into watching more of Miyazaki's work. Um, which means we'll probably go on a anime week or something with this. Um, the story is very, it's simple, but it's also like full of like your traditional, like crazy artwork and interesting decisions. Um, and the way that they tell the story and the way that 
it's it's basically like dude gets sick and tries to figure out how to not be sick. But it also he goes on this journey and he meets these people and he visit like what I like about it is there's no it's not black and white as to good guys and bad guys. It's one of those situations where, yes, there are characters doing bad things who have these, that on the surface, you could look at them and go, yeah, that person's evil. But then the person that you think is the bad guy is helping the poor and saving prostitutes and working with lepers and making their lives better by providing them a place to live and, and work and refuge and caring for them. So how evil can they really be? And <laughs> meanwhile, you also have the people that you think are, are very, are good. You know, you have, you have son and who is this human who's been raised by these giant wolves as they always are and who is so blinded by her rage against these other humans who are just trying to live and they need their resources they're blinded by their need to live where they're tearing down the forests and and things like that to provide for themselves as opposed to thinking of others. She's so blinded by that without realizing that they're just trying to live. That they just... Uh, that, that her anger and rage gets the better of her and makes her do things that aren't necessarily good. Uh, so everybody has these shades of gray. You live in these shades of gray, and that's what life is. Life is shades of gray. It's not unadulterated good versus unadulterated evil. Not everyone is Darth Vader, you know, and not everybody is Luke Skywalker. It's... It's more realistic, despite the fact that, you know, there's giant talking animals... And, like, it's different, and it's more complicated than that. And then when they learn, and they realize that they have to think selflessly, and they have to, in order to make things better, they, in order to, to cure the ailments that have been forced upon them, they have to act selflessly they have to put the needs of the earth outside of the needs of their own um they and so it's really this beautiful story and i like the art the art is really it's it's very pretty it's very interesting the music is so good 
Um, like I said, I wasn't distracted by watching it dubbed. So I think a lot of times, speaking for me anyway, people who are afraid of anime or are intimidated by an, in, and intimidated by anime, they sort of, it's because of this nature of, of the people that, that are the diehards where, oh, you have to watch it like this and you have to do this. And if you don't watch it at 1158 on with the three quarter moon and uh, while riding on the back of a rhinoceros, you just don't get it, man. And I think if you look past that or you talk about it just as a movie, you don't think about excluding people who just... I I don't want to say that I don't like reading movies, but because I will read subtitles. I will. I watch TV with subtitles regularly. But my ears, when I'm watching them, when I'm watching are trained to listen to the sounds and they don't, I don't pick up like my eyes don't pick up nearly as well as my ears do because I'm distracted by what's happening. So, cause I don't want to just be looking at the bottom third of the screen. I want to be looking at the entire screen. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as things that I didn't like about the movie, um, there's not a lot. There's not a lot. It it didn't air, seem overly long. It didn't. The story is very pretty simple. It didn't do what a lot of uh, what at least what in my head. I know I'm wrong because I'm basing all of these on assumption, assumptive hot takes, but. They didn't do what most anime does in my brain, which is crazy for the sake of crazy. Um, Again, I know they don't do that. Just for all of the records. Um, Yeah. It just... I don't know. It gave me a place to start. And I'm in... I'm... And I'm excited to watch more. I don't know if I will venture out beyond Miyazaki. And I don't know if I if I watch my next Miyazaki movie, if I'll have the same experience as this. Uh, but I will say... I have... I, I found my gateway. I will say that. I found my entry into this society, this cultural touchstone, and I'm excited. I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm excited to to experience more of it. Um, yeah, it's... It's, it's, and I know I didn't talk a lot about the movie, but it's just, when you experience something like this, when you, 
when a movie resonates with you personally or on an individual basis where you like feel connected to it. I don't know what else there is to say about it. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll leave it at that. Um, as far as a rating for this movie, um, I'm, I, yeah, I'm going to give it five of those creepy little tree spirit things. Um, that make that little clacky sound when they move their head. Um, yeah, I know I just said that they don't do weird for the sake of weird, but when you have little tree spirits, what are they supposed to look like? Duh. They, they look like weird-shaped bowling balls with legs. Uh, I don't know, the whimsy of the, this movie made it, as someone who routinely hates Wes Anderson, the whimsy of the the non-violent parts, um, or the feel of the movie, very whimsical, uh, really resonated with me, and I liked it a lot. Anyway, that has been Princess Mononoke. As I said, it is available on HBO Max, and turns out if you subscribe to HBO, you have it. You may not know you have it, but you do. <sighs> and I encourage you to seek it out and watch it. Um, if you haven't, or at least try and find your gateway. Your gateway may not be what everybody else's gateway is. But this, this for me worked. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I, if you're... If you are so inclined, please be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you found this. Uh, I know we're on Spotify, I, Apple Music, I think I'm on Apple Podcasts anyway. Uh, I know I'm on Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts, all of those, all over the place. Um, also... Um, Share with your friends. Tell people about it. Uh, I'm always interested in um, being in it. Also, while we're in quarantine, if you are interested in what, if you have a movie that you think I should watch, reach out to me uh, at the Alan Brand on Twitter, uh, at Alan at the Movies on Facebook and Instagram. And tell me what movies that I should watch. And maybe I'll set up the ability and watch it with you. I'll figure out how to do that. And we can watch it. And then you can be on the podcast with me. I don't know how that sounds or how that's going to work. But if that's something you'd be interested in, shoot me an email. Alan.brand at gmail.com Still don't have a podcast-specific email. Um... Also, I forget what else I say at this point. Uh, thank you again just for listening. Uh, and I will see you guys the next time I watch a movie. Bye-bye.